Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the Pursuit of Spirit podcast. This is episode number 17, and today I want to get you out of your intellectual, Western, analytical mind and drop you into your heart, into your intuition, into your feelings, and remind you that life is supposed to be led with your heart. Life is supposed to be lived from your emotional body, not your mental body, right? And this is a trap that so many of us Westerners fall into. And it's, dare I say it, not even a trap because we were just indoctrinated into it from such a young age, especially in the West again. But nonetheless, it is a trap because when you're living from your mind, when you're living, thinking about everything, analyzing everything, you miss its reality. Because of course, things aren't real just because you are thinking about them. They're real because they are, right? So your thoughts about what is, is not what is. What is, is itself. And your feelings, your emotional system is actually much more receptive and reflective of that reality than your thoughts are because your thoughts are conditioned, your thoughts are uh, 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 filtered and distorted through specific experiences you've had. So when you're thinking about life, when you're thinking about the opportunities, when you're thinking about the possibilities, it's all being filtered through this very, very, very limited thing that we call the human mind. Now, I'm not bashing on the human mind. The mind is an incredible tool. It does amazing things for me, for you, for all of us. We wouldn't be able to do what we can do as humans without the mind. But that doesn't mean that it should be our God, right? And in the West, Mind is our God in the sense that we worship science, right? We worship intellectual, analytical activities of measuring and studying things as objective facts. Um, and this all comes from the materialistic metaphysical paradigm that everything objective, everything physical is prime, primordial, prior to consciousness, and the universe is physical. But that's a little too metaphysical for this episode. I still want to talk about you and your daily life and just following your heart. But that's where it all stems from, right? We were all indoctrinated with this idea that you need to live from your mind, that you need to live analyzing everything and which pay do I get at which job and how much money more can I make. This way of living is so detached from your reality, which is that you just want to feel good, right? You don't actually care which job pays you more per hour for your time if you're not happy at the one that's paying you more. It literally doesn't matter. And that was actually my inspiration for this episode. If I can share a story real quick was that I got this job offer from what seemed like at the time an amazing opportunity. And, and it was, it was for me. Um, but I quickly realized as I always do that I am not one who is a, 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 a sort of a, a down to be governed, so to speak. So I, I, I don't work well in the sense of having a boss because I'm such a visionary. I'm such a high thinker that whenever I get put into a system, all I see is all the ways to improve it and change it and make it how I would like it. Right. Um, and so 
when I got into the system, it wasn't really how I would have set it up. It wasn't really how I would have designed it. But nonetheless, I was in this system. I was getting paid good and it was fun to be a part of a team, right? It really was. But what I slowly realized was that although intellectually and analytically this sounded good from the outside, right? From my thinking mind, like, oh yeah, because this is what the mind does, right? The mind thinks about things from the outside in. It doesn't think about the thing itself, right? The mind is always imagining stuff from an outside perspective, right? How will I look when I buy this car, right? What will people think of me? Or how will I how will I look when I get this job, right? Like what will people say? It's always this sort of outside in thing, this sort of self-obsessive, egocentric, narcissistic style of thinking and paradigm where you're just locked into this perspective of someone else looking at you, right? It's like you're stuck looking at yourself. And so I fell into that a little and I was like, this sounds amazing, right? This would be so amazing. I could do this. I could get this thing. Um, And it was for a little, but what quickly happened was I realized I'm out of alignment. I'm not on my purpose. I'm not putting my 150% effort into my content, into Pursuit of Spirit. I'm I'm off, right? And it did not take long for me to realize it's because of this new job I took that sounded good. But in reality, what happened was that it was set up in such a way that it took so much bandwidth and I was using so much of my energy at this opportunity that I had nothing for pursuit of spirit and what I consider my true purpose in this life. So that's just one example of how your mental intellectual activity is getting in the way of you living a life you really want to love. And that's where I think we need to move to is this way of living where it's really heart centered, like literally, right? Like Saying, oh, I'm living heart-centered, it sounds good, but it's so different when you're actually in your life and your heart is telling you, leave this relationship, right? Leave this job. Go do this thing you really want to do. And your mind is throwing a fit because your mind is like, wait, what about the money and what are they going to think? And it's fearful, right? Your mind is fearful, but your heart is just full of love. It just wants to explore. It just wants to express. And that is the scary part. That's the transitionary period from going from this paradigm, this intellectual Western materialistic paradigm of everything's just rocks. There's no spirit. There's no God. We're just these biological, organic mammal, animal things, and we just have to survive. That's it, right? That paradigm is so limiting, and, and and that's why you think the way you do. That's why when you look at two jobs, you're thinking, oh, which one will pay me more? You're not thinking, oh, which one is my heart calling me towards? Which one feels best for me, right? That's what I think if you started living that way, you would notice immediately how more incredible life is. Why? Because you're going from this paradigm of basically everything being dead now everything's alive. Everything is consciousness. You're living from more an idealistic metaphysical paradigm. And you're starting to see, I don't have to make decisions based on survival all the time. Now, granted, I'm not saying that if you're homeless and someone offers you a job that you tell them no, because your heart 
says it's not right for you and, you know, you would rather eat, you know, poop off the sidewalk instead of normal food. You can do that, but let's be real here, right? Most of us, if we don't have our survival needs met, will not be able to actualize what I'm talking about. And this is just a side note I want to throw in here that, hey, if you do not have your survival needs met, meaning water, food, shelter, basic belonging and community and friends, if you don't have that stuff, spirituality probably won't work for you. Why? Not because it can't or because there weren't monks that lived in caves their whole lives and they didn't need any of that stuff. They did and it can work. You can do that. But your mind is going to throw such a fit. It's going to be so dysfunctional. It's going to be so deficient that you're not even going to be properly able to do spiritual work if you do not take care of these survival needs first. And a lot of people get this wrong. A lot of people see my videos online and they complain to me. They tell me, Vic, how dare you tell people to follow their heart when they don't even have food to eat in Africa? And it's like, yeah, no shit, dude. I would not tell a kid who's starving to follow their life purpose and their heart and choose the best job. They don't even have a job to choose. They just want food, right? Obviously, we're not dumb enough here to actually be saying, hey, let's go tell kids who are starving. Let's go tell homeless people who don't have their survival needs met. Let's just go tell them to just, you know, tune into their higher self and it'll solve all their problems, right? No, of course, that's not what I'm saying. This only applies if you have your survival needs met to a certain extent. Now, there's still a spectrum. And honestly, there's a ton of people, and I've been watching videos of the Ukraine war. There's a ton of people in Ukraine that are like, I'm happy because of God. I've watched multiple videos of people struggling and they're making it through because of God. So it's kind of ironic that even though the number one thing people need, like in Africa, is their survival needs met, they still look to God in the sense that that's their hope. That's their inspiration. Because without a God and they're starving, then there's definitely no point. But if they're starving and there's a God and there's some higher picture and there's some higher love, then they find peace. And to me, that's so interesting that people in the West complain more about it than the people that are actually there living it, right? Because the people there living it, they're like, hey, I'm just, I'm happy. I, I watched this one uh, travel vlogger. He went to Haiti and Haiti is just destroyed third world country. I mean, it's basically a war zone. And these guys in Haiti were like rapping, making music, smoking weed. And they were like, we, we love being present. We love having uh, a good time in the moment. And I was shocked because I was like, there's so many people in the United States that have it 10 times better than these guys that are still complaining about not only how bad things are for them, but how bad things are for the people in Haiti. And the people in Haiti, they're happier than the people that are complaining about it in a different country. So to me, that is the, that's the pinnacle of what I'm trying to explain, which is that we've gotten so disconnected in the West that even the idea of sort of following your heart and not doing something purely for intellectual or maximum analytical output reasons, 
um, it's still looked at oddly, right? Like if you're in a job place and you tell them, hey, I'm leaving this job, not because I have a better offer, not because, you know, whatever reason, but because my heart is telling me this isn't right for me, everyone's going to think you're kind of weird, right? Like in the West, that's not standard parlance. Standard parlance is, hey, pay me the most, I'll work for you. Hey, you know, uh, uh, make me the, the most powerful, um, and I'll work for you, right? That's the metric. Um, and if you're leaving a job or a relationship, there's gotta be a good reason, right? And the only good reason in the West is if you're getting paid more or something, right? So following your heart is still esoteric. It's still outside of the norm, societally speaking, especially in the West, but it is, it is, the one move you can make in your life that will never, ever, ever let you down. Because I tell you this, I'll I'll tell you this, wasting your life doing something that your heart is literally screaming at you to stop doing because it's not right for you, doing that will be the number one mistake in your life. You, you you couldn't regret anything more. And this is what elders say. They've done interviews with people that are 80, 90 years old, and they ask them, what's your biggest regret? They almost all say, I wish I would have relaxed. I wish I would have done, I, I, I wouldn't have tried so hard. And I wish I would have done more of what I wanted to do. That's like the top three answered answers. I wish I would have relaxed, meaning I wish I wouldn't have been so stressed. Oh my God, I got to figure it out. I got to survive. I got to make money. Oh my God, is it going to work out for me? I would have relaxed. I wish I would have done more of what I wanted to do, which is following your heart, you know, taking the job you want to actually take, not because it has more money, but because you enjoy it, stuff like that. Um, And then the third one is, well, I forgot the third one, but the basic idea is that they all wish they would have followed their hearts more because when you're on your deathbed at that point in your life, all you really care about is how you lived and what life meant to you. And all of that is emotional. All of that is in your heart, right? And your mind, but the mind part is secondary, right? If, if you get to that point in your life and you realize you lived your whole life intellectually, all you did was chase money and you just chased the best thing that sounded amazing to your mind, you'll realize how your whole life was a rat race and you'll be depressed, you'll be sad, and you'll wish you would have loved more. You, you'll wish you would have done what you loved more, right? You wish you would have expressed love more and you can't do that unless you're following your heart and you're living from your heart and your emotional system and your intuition, right? So this isn't some, I want to be clear, this isn't a new agey take on living with an open heart and being loving and being kind. Of course it's that, but this is more how do we balance the awakened state of consciousness in this 3D realm of form, right? Because in this 3D realm of form, there's duality, there's people I like, there's people I don't like, there's things I like to do, there's things I don't like to do, there's experiences that have been amazing, there's experiences that have been negative, and they're all a part of this bigger thing, which we would call the universe or God or life, but you can still see how within the game, there's still a choice. And if your choice is just, 
this intellectually conditioned sort of machine way of thinking, then how can you expect to really cultivate and create a life you love, right? Because if we are in this realm of form to choose really what we want to create, then what wisdom is there in creating something that you don't like? What is What wisdom is there in choosing a situation or a person or a job that you're getting involved in, invested in, that you don't actually enjoy. There's, there's, that makes no sense. It's insanity. It's insanity. Everybody's insane because they're, they're going to, to their jobs in this robotic manner and they're not even realizing they're alive. I don't know if you've ever seen the soul movie, but there's a part in the soul movie where one of the characters, um, realizes that he has a soul basically, um, in this other realm of, of this spiritual dimension and that in his human life, he's just a stockbroker punching numbers all day. And there's this moment in the soul movie where he drops back into his body and he like stops and he's like, Oh my God, I'm alive. And he like throws his like office stuff everywhere. And everyone's looking at him like he's crazy. Uh, but he had like a little mini awakening. Why? Because it hit him in that moment that life is to be lived, right? Everyone's in their heads in the West thinking about, okay, so if I got to get my house and my car and and my apartment and I got to pay for this and I got to do this and pay for that, then how much money do I need? Okay, I need this much money and then I'm going to live here. I'm going to do this and it's a rat race. It's sad and I'm not blaming anyone that does that. I'm just saying that it's it's sad in that sense of it's completely unconscious. It's completely zombie-like and 99.9% of people will never even scratch the surface or realize what's possible in life as far as creating some life you want to actually live, right? Like to me, that's what life purpose is. Life purpose is all about creating a life consciously that you actually want to live because what's the opposite of that? You're unconsciously going through life like a zombie and whatever lands in your lap is what you get. And that's most likely going to be something pretty average, right? Now, you might get lucky, but most people that live average lives and do average things, they're not really that happy. And again, that's not their fault. It's just coming from this really flawed metaphysical understanding that we have in the West, which is this idea, this core notion that life is basically just like molecules and atoms and rocks and stuff. And there's no spirit to it. There's no intelligence to it, but there is because not only are there these standard overarching principles that guide us all, but you uniquely are on your own path. And that is why, even though you can realize spiritually that everything is love and everyone is a child of God, no matter how nasty they are, and every experience is a divine experience, no matter how terrifying it is, you still have a choice. Do you see that? So this is what true non-duality means. Non-duality doesn't just mean not to one it literally means in the most paradoxical way, both two and one at the same time, but it's neither one of them over the other. So how that makes sense is that 
Yes, everything is love. Every experience is peace. Every person is bliss incarnated. But that still doesn't mean that you're not in a realm of duality, right? So the duality is literally like nested in the unity, like a Russian nesting doll, where the unity contains a duality, which is you, but you still have to choose from the duality, which is nested in the unity. So creating your life is choosing from that duality what you want to create and you choose what your heart is pulling you towards, which is love or the highest expression of love in your unique personal way. So ultimately, that's where this all goes. Ultimately, you are living from your heart. You're living from your intuitive system. You're living from your emotions not because you're going to become some spiritual good person or because you'll be gifted with some mystical divine wisdom. It's simply because if you don't live this way, you will be miserable. If you don't live this way, you will just unconsciously get whatever life hands you. And like a robot worker, you're just going to go through your day being told what to do, unconscious and your life's just going to pass you by because you never claimed ownership, not in, a, in an egoic way, but in a divine way, right? You never, you never realized that this life was your life, <laughs> right? It's like we're all living like this life isn't ours and we feel bad for asking about what we want, but it's like it's yours. It's literally your life. And the people that are the happiest realize that and they recognize that asking for what they want is the divine purpose of this life at all. Because it's so incredible that what I truly, truly want and the vision I have for the highest expression of the love that I can express, that image, that vision of what that is to me is so different than what that is for you. And to me, that's incredible that the highest expression of love for both of us is completely unique to both of us. And that's the divine purpose right? That's the divine gift. And that that's what makes living from your heart so important. Because again, it's not just this idea of like, oh, I'm going to have an open heart and be a nice person. And then it stops there. And it's like, okay, that sounds good. But like, why? Why, why be a kind person? You know, it's not grounded in anything deeper. But this, what I'm sharing with you today is grounded in this metaphysical notion of consciousness only, right? Consciousness only model, the metaphysical notion of the consciousness only model, which is basically idealism. And what I'm telling you today is grounded in that. It's grounded in this idea that your life has a divine purpose and that your heart is talking to you all the time, guarding, guiding you, sorry, and guarding you, maybe a little too much sometimes, right? Guarding you and guiding you. It's got mostly guiding you. And in fact, if you're guarding your heart, that's probably more your mind. Your mind is guarding your heart. Your heart just wants to love. Your heart doesn't care. If you've noticed, um, it just it just wants to express, right? That's its movement, expression, love, output, growth, giving. Um, and, and, and so living from that, will it'll completely change your life because it's changed mine. And again, right, it's grounded in something deeper. It's grounded in this notion that everything is divine. 
and everything is perfect. And even though everything is divine and perfect, you're still in this incarnation as a body with a unique personality for a reason. There's a specific purpose to fulfill that's not just utilitarian, right? It's not just like because it's what you're, uh, 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 um, it's what you can make the most money in, right? Or it's what you can survive the best off of. Your heart is guiding you towards, again, what the highest expression of the highest love possible for you. So the highest expression of the highest love possible for you is the path of spirituality. That's a path of growth. It's a path of love. It's a path of kindness. It's not the path of always making more money or always earning more things or always achieving more. Sometimes you have to achieve less. Sometimes your heart takes you out of a position where you put yourself in that position because you have some trauma of needing to be an overachiever. And so you're in this high performing position that you hate to get this award and this this, uh, uh, you know, admiration of being in this high level position and to feel that achievement because you're wounded. And if that was just healed, you wouldn't even want to be in that job at all. You'd think you're crazy. You'd be like, why am I not building chairs and selling those? Cause that's what I really love to do, right? You're going to stay in that job because of that wound and because you're unconscious. So again, this all comes back to consciousness. Consciousness is curative and it just all comes back to this truth that you don't have to follow your heart. You don't have to do anything. You're, you're completely free. But that is exactly why almost nobody follows their heart is because they're so free. They're so indoctrinated. They're so used to doing what everyone around them is doing that it's not even real. It's not even real. The possibility isn't even real to most people of following their heart and creating a life they love. Just that right there, those two sentences, following their heart and creating a life they love. To that, that for for most people is not even possible. That's not even a reality. That's not even a thing. To most people, it's just, I'm going to work. I'm just doing what everyone else is doing and that's life, right? There's no deeper thought. And so if we are blessed enough to come across this information at all in our lifetimes, regardless of age, it's the biggest blessing because now you know I can't just unconsciously stay in a job my heart is telling me to leave because I know exactly what's happening, right? The more consciousness that you grow, in a sense, the more aware you are, literally, the more consciousness, the more aware, the more you realize you can't just keep lying to yourself, right? It's like that moment when you realize that uh, uh, food is is uh, uh, really poisonous most of the time in the sense of in the West, they put all these chemicals in our food and stuff. And it's like that moment you realize this is all poison in the grocery store, basically. And you realize, I can't just unconsciously eat this candy. Now I know it has red 40, yellow 5, blue 5 in it. It's giving it's giving me all these diseases. Like You can't just eat that candy in the same way you ate the candy when you were a kid. And it was just like, oh, it tastes amazing, right? Because now you know. And so in the same way, now you know you can't just live a life analytically like a robot or else you'll be depressed 
that that's the default. You will be unfulfilled. You'll be depressed because you'll be doing some shallow robotic work for somebody else that most likely doesn't really care that much about you. They just see you as a pawn for their game of making more money. And you can tell me all you want about how you would be happy doing that. And I'm sure some of you would be, but I'm going to guess if you've watched this episode this far, you're still listening to me and you're interested in spirituality, that you're like me in that way where you know, okay, I can't do that. Maybe I have to do that right now, right? I'm not, I'm not telling you to do anything rash and quit your job, put your family on the streets because, you know, your heart uh, uh, is telling you to do that. You, you, you could have been aware of your heart telling you to not work this job for years. I'm sure some of you have probably been lying to yourselves for years about your situation because it's it's too painful, right? That's another thing about following your heart and truly living from your heart and listening to your heart is that it's painful. It's painful to be honest with yourself day in and day out about yeah, maybe this person isn't the right person for me, or maybe this job is not the right right job for me, right? Like ignorance really is bliss in that sense that you can just walk through your day, be an unconscious zombie, do ignorant, dumb things, and be totally fine as most people are because they're simply just not aware of this stuff. It is more difficult more emotionally laborious to go through this process of consciously creating your life because it goes against the flow of least resistance. The flow of least resistance is you just doing what everyone else is doing, the bare minimum to scrape through life. But following your heart is the fulfillment of a deeper destiny. It's a fulfillment of a deeper purpose, not only individually for you as a unique soul, but for the entire universe as a whole. Because both your unique purpose, the highest expression of the highest love possible, and the universe's purpose, the highest expression of the highest love possible, are the exact same. And that's where it connects. That's where you realize, oh, my life is about love because this whole thing is about love. And if I'm not living for love, if I'm not living to set my soul on fire and do what I want to do every day that makes me happy, then there is no point. It does not matter how much money I make. It does not matter what accolades or achievements I collect if they are not in service of my highest purpose. Now, if I'm following my highest purpose and some amazing things come my way, some financial gains come my way, amazing, amazing, that will happen. But it's not for that. It's for the highest love possible. And just that orienting factor right there at the base of everything you do in every day of your life that orienting factor means everything because you may be thinking, okay, Vic, this sounds, you know, really spiritual. You've talked about metaphysical topics and, you know, materialism, but I'm just going to forget about, about all this. I'm just going to live my, my life how I was, you know, I don't really care what you have to say. And it's like, okay, you can do that. But what I've shared here still applies, right? If you go back to your life and you ignore your heart, you ignore this deeper purpose that is built into your entire system, then your body and your mind will let you know. And how will it let you know? Emotionally, depression, anxiety, sadness, fear. 
It'll let you know mentally negative thoughts, dark thoughts, depressed thoughts, sad thoughts, right? Your system will let you know when you're not following your path, when you're not on your destiny, because you won't be excited, you won't be happy, you won't be in love with life, and you simply won't have life in your body. You will be a walking zombie in the sense that you're already dead. You're not alive. You don't have any spirit in you. And I think that is the saddest death. The saddest death is not dying from some car accident or some freak thing. The saddest death is living your entire life unconsciously like a zombie and never scratching the surface of your potential and of what's possible for a human life. To me, that is the saddest possible thing that could happen to you. Because even if you lived a short life, like Alan Watts said, it's better to live a short life well-lived than a long life spent in a miserable way. And the truth is that most people may live till their 70s, 80s, but their whole lives were nothing more than a autonomous, zombie-like mode of following the herd. And doing what they've been conditioned to do. And I'm sure there was joy in that. I'm sure there was happy moments. And there was. Of course there was. There, there always is happiness that comes through. No matter, even if you're a criminal. I'm sure you have moments where you're laughing, right? Or, or you're like a really dark person. Sometimes the light still shines through, right? Because it's what you are innately. So there's nothing wrong with these people. Again, I'm just saying it's sad because they are that brilliant light. They are that creative energy. They are that love. They are that divine spirit. They just never realize it. And they go their whole lives thinking they're less than. They go their whole lives with these insecurities and these fears and these sadnesses because they never realize really what they are. They never have any real deep spiritual connection and so their lives turn into this hollow consumeristic entertainment cycle of watching tv and doing basic monotonous tasks like the dishes which is fine again it's fine i just don't want that for you if it doesn't need to happen then why not choose a new path why not create that path you see the moment you realize you can create a path is the moment you create a new path. That's the beauty of it is that it's almost like it doesn't exist until it does because you're always creating your life. And even in zombie mode, you were creating that because that's what it was. So you were creating it, right? And so in that way, it's sort of paradoxical where you can go 60 years and wake up one day and be like, oh my gosh, I've been a zombie this whole time. I'm actually awake, right? Just like that dude in the soul movie. And it'll completely blow your mind because You'll just be shocked of how free you were this whole time. You'll be shocked when you realize just how free you were to feel peace, to feel happiness, and how little you yourself gatekeeped that from yourself. It'll shock you. And that's kind of what spiritual awakening is like, right? It's like you realize you were the one that was making yourself so damn unhappy. And you're like, what the heck? I thought it was life and that person in that situation, but it was me this whole time. It was my own mind, right? It's the funniest cosmic joke. So I wish you the best on your journey. I hope this helps you when you're thinking about your life, when you're thinking about decisions, where to work, where to live, who to be with. 
and you're only making them intellectually, you're not feeling into your heart, you're not feeling into your intuition, your emotional system, then you're going to miss the wisdom because your mind is operating from what you've been fed your, your whole life, which is basically conditioning and crap, but your body holds the wisdom of not only all of humanity, but all your ancestors and the entire universe, because that's what you're made out of, right? So using your mind as a tool, as like a, 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 a screwdriver on this bigger thing, which is a, uh, what are those things called? They're not pocket knives, but they have like a lot of attachments, uh, a, a, a Swiss army knife, uh, 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 the, 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 this is just one aspect, right? On that Swiss army knife. And the Swiss army knife itself is your life, right? And so you have to recognize that life is so much greater than any one situation, any one relationship, and that your goal, if it gets too worldly, will lose its spiritual significance and you'll feel it immediately. And so this is your reminder to just stay your path, follow your heart, do what actually fulfills you, not what brings you money or achievement or success or fame or validation. That is the mind will never get enough of that stuff ever. And you can chase that for a while. Go ahead, do it. You'll see, you'll never be fulfilled. You'll get the money and then you'll feel how you did before you had the money. And you'll be like, hmm, interesting. And then you'll get the hot, you know, girlfriend and you'll feel shallow and sad because they didn't fulfill you like they thought, like you thought they would, right? So notice this in your life. Notice that when you don't follow your heart, you're not happy. It's as simple as that. It's not that you have to follow your heart. It's not that anyone's pointing a gun at your head saying, you better follow your heart. Don't you make a bad decision. It's just that when you don't follow your heart, you're not happy. That's the law because your heart is guiding you towards your highest, happiest, most fulfilling life. And that sounds woo-woo, but that's actually what's happening. That's what life actually is. Life is a love simulator, as Leo from actualize.org would say. Life is not something you're living just to survive for some random reason to make some money and just get to tomorrow, right? That doesn't, you, you say that and you can feel it. You're like, what? That doesn't make sense. That there's the, what? Not that it has to make sense because a lot of times your heart won't make sense, right? Your heart will want you to take a job that's way less money in a different state and you'll be like, why? But then you'll go there and you'll meet this person and you'll start this thing and you'll realize, oh my God, that's why it led me there. But you won't know that because- you're living as a little ego inside of time and your heart is timeless and you're disconnected from that. You're disconnected from that infinite wisdom. But when you connect with it, that's when it's clear to you, of course, this isn't the job for me. It's like you don't even have to think about it. It just, you know, because it gets clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. But like Paulo Coelho said in The Alchemist, if you stop listening to your heart, if you don't answer to the call, then your heart will stop calling. So don't think that you can keep ignoring your heart forever. Don't think that you can watch this video and then just forget about it and go back into, into zombie mode like you have been. That's the opposite of what this video was intended for. The intention of this video was to wake you up, was to shake you and go, hey, you're living in zombie mode. Connect back to your heart. Connect back to your feelings. What do you actually feel like about your life? 
When's the last time you've asked yourself, how do I feel about my life and what can I do to change it so that I feel better about that? Or have you even asked yourself that at all ever? And if you haven't, maybe you, maybe you can. Maybe you can see what the answer is. Maybe you're afraid of the answer because you know what it means. You know the difficulty. You know the emotional labor that's coming. But regardless, you still make that choice because you know your heart is leading you to your highest fulfillment. So good luck on your journey. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you can, please leave a like or a five-star review if you're listening on a podcasting platform. Leave a comment if you have any questions and make sure to tune in every Sunday where we will be releasing new episodes of the Pursuit of Spirit podcast. I know this is a Monday. Yesterday was Mother's Day. I was spending some time with my mom, so I didn't have time to release it, so dropping it today. But every Sunday, unless there's a holiday or something, that's when the podcasts are. Make sure to check out the website too. There you can find my courses. I have a life purpose course actually, which will help you to find the specific things in your life that you love. So I have some processes, I have a workbook, I have some techniques to help you actually create your life in a way that you love. So if you're interested that in that, the link will be in the bio below. All the links will be in the bio below to the courses. I have a mastering meditation course, which will help you be more clear about what you love and, 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 and help in that areas. I have uh, artwork. You can check, uh, some out. I have a few here. I also have some guided meditations. There is a community forum where if you want to ask questions, you can go there as well. Tons of cool stuff. Just make sure you check out the website, pursuitofspirit.com, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.